Nutrition Bites, the no-nonsense podcast where you get the truth about food so you can eat what you want and be healthy. I'm your host, Maggie, and welcome to episode 28 of this series. Right now, we're dealing with an infectious trifecta, the common cold, seasonal flu, and of course, COVID-19. And people are curious, can our diet do anything to help us out? On the menu today, nutrition and immunity. A few years ago, I received a hot tip from a colleague when we were talking about common cold remedies. He told me to chow down on raw garlic as soon as I felt a cold coming on. There are some studies that show specific compounds in garlic have antiviral effects, so a girl could hope. Unfortunately, there's just not enough evidence for this to be a doctor-recommended solution. But in spite of this, I still find myself turning to the honestly terrible experience of eating raw garlic whenever I get the slightest inkling that a cold is coming on. So why do I do that? Well, even though I know it's not guaranteed to help out with a cold, taking any kind of action makes me feel a little bit more in control. And it's this desire to outwit a virus, especially with natural ingredients, that not only makes me feel like a powerful witch, but also motivates many people to turn to nutritional supplements in times of infectious panic. In the early days of the pandemic, sales of dietary supplements skyrocketed, and this was in part driven by a perception that these pills and capsules could protect us due to their alleged immune-boosting properties. But when it comes to preventing or managing a viral infection, can nutrition and supplements actually help us out? Let's dig in. Whenever we talk about infection, we have to introduce our body's security network, the immune system. The immune system is our defense against anything the body deems a threat, including allergens, parasites, bacteria, and viruses. It is an insanely complex network of different cells and organs all working together to protect you. You have molecules that act in tandem like a SWAT team, organs that coordinate communication like the Houston Space Center, and cells that take inspiration from Jason Bourne and go all rogue but do a really good job at catching the bad guy. Like all things in our body, the strength of our immune system is dependent on our general health. Lack of sleep, chronic mental stress, and excess weight are all things that weaken our ability to spot and fight off an infection. Of course, another important factor that influences our immunity is what we eat. Across the board, scientists agree that our diet drastically influences the strength of our immune system. People who are malnourished, meaning they're not meeting their daily nutrient needs, are more likely to become infected, have more severe symptoms, and take longer to recover from infection. And I'm sorry to reveal that no secret recipe for an immune-boosting diet exists. If you want a strong immune system, you gotta follow the classic advice you've heard before. Eat a diet full of fruits, veggies, whole grains, legumes, and lean proteins, and cut back on red meat and processed foods. And look, I know that this is kind of tiresome advice, but also this isn't goop. I'm here to give you the very boring truth that just happens to be backed up by science. It's been proven time and time again that this type of diet allows us to meet our daily nutrient needs. 
So far, no single food, ingredient, or nutrient has been found to improve our immunity above and beyond its baseline. In fact, the main reason why nutrition is so tightly linked with immunity is because when we don't meet our normal daily nutrient needs, then we are at greater risk of infection. And eating a whole foods, plant-based diet helps provide all of the vitamins and minerals the immune system requires to go all military combat on a virus or bacteria. Now, because our immune system is so incredibly complicated, it requires a whole variety of vitamins and minerals to function. Zinc, vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium, vitamin B6, vitamin D, and beta-carotene have all been identified as nutrients which support immunity. They either function as an antioxidant, encourage the growth or activation of immune cells, or help produce antibodies. But just because these nutrients are important for a well-functioning immune system doesn't mean that you should be throwing back seven different supplements every day to protect yourself against infection. In fact, if you already eat well, it's unlikely that adding any additional doses of these nutrients is going to help you out that much. Let's take the common cold, for example. Now, the popular association of vitamin C with the common cold is next level. It almost makes me wonder if Kris Jenner might have been hired to run PR for this micronutrient. Because despite very limited proof that vitamin C is helpful in battling this infection, many people still buy into the emergency hype. Evidence from many studies show that supplementation with vitamin C does not prevent you from catching a cold. What it can do is different. Vitamin C supplementation can slightly reduce the severity of symptoms and duration of a cold. And when I say slightly, I mean like overcoming a cold nine hours before someone not supplementing with vitamin C. But this benefit is only seen if you already regularly take this supplement, like months before you encounter a cold. And if you don't supplement with vitamin C regularly, researchers agree that once you start to feel symptoms, it's much too late for vitamin C to help. Okay, so vitamin C helping the common cold is kind of a myth. But what about the more relevant respiratory virus of the moment? Does any micronutrient have a role to play in COVID-19? Of all the vitamins and minerals that support our immune system, three have regularly been called out as important to investigate when it comes to COVID-19. Zinc, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Zinc is a mineral necessary for hundreds of enzymes in our body to complete so many vital reactions, from creating DNA to healing damaged tissue and, of course, supporting immunity. Zinc deficiency is known to decrease our resistance to infections, and many studies in adults across the world have shown that taking a zinc supplement may be helpful for specific infections, like shortening the duration of symptoms if you have the flu. But despite this potential, there just hasn't been any proof yet that zinc has a role to play in preventing or managing a COVID-19 infection. And it's a similar story with vitamin C. This vitamin is used by enzymes across our nervous, bone, blood, and immune systems. And it's also a powerful antioxidant. And with its cult-like following in the immunity community, one would think it would help with COVID-19. But the only research done so far on COVID-19 and vitamin C, as well as zinc, showed no benefit with supplementation. Now, it's important to call out here that, in particular, 
This study was investigating if supplementation with either nutrient could improve symptoms in non-hospitalized people who had contracted COVID. So a very specific group. But it's also important to note something else. The safety monitoring board who oversaw this clinical trial actually called for it to stop early due to what they call futility, which is a rather politically correct way to say, this is useless, please go research something else. And I know this may seem disappointing and a bit offensive to the researchers, but keep in mind that it takes years for research to properly investigate this stuff. So it's not like I'm saying zinc and vitamin C supplementation are useless or will never have a role to play when it comes to COVID-19, but we just don't have enough evidence right now to say that they do. Even the National Institutes of Health in the U.S. has a similar perspective. For vitamin C in particular, they state that there is insufficient evidence to recommend either for or against the use of this vitamin in the treatment of COVID-19. Now, unlike the single futile trial investigating vitamin C and zinc, a lot more research has been conducted on vitamin D and its relationship with COVID-19 infections. Vitamin D is actually a misnomer. It's technically a group of hormones whose main role is to help increase the absorption of minerals like calcium and phosphate from the food you eat. So naturally, it has a big role to play in bone health. But vitamin D is also thought to have anti-inflammatory properties, in particular, decreasing the release of a specific group of immunity molecules called inflammatory cytokines. The job of these molecules is to help coordinate the immune response whenever you have an infection, kind of like a backstage production team at a fashion show. But what doctors have been finding with some severe and often deadly cases of COVID-19 is hyperactivity of the immune system, where instead of releasing a regular amount of cytokines, your body is blasted with these inflammatory molecules, and they end up killing a lot of healthy cells. Now, because vitamin D is thought to tamper down the release of these cytokines, people are excited about its potential in helping to prevent severe cases of COVID-19 infection. And so far, Dozens of trials covering over half a million patients have been conducted on this relationship. And this amount of research makes me feel pretty confident about the general findings, which show absolutely nothing. Overwhelmingly, vitamin D supplementation did not improve patient outcomes, and even vitamin D deficiency was not associated with an increased risk of infection, severity, or death. Which sucks to hear. I know. I mean, we all kind of had hope for this one. But like I said earlier, this type of research is still in its infancy, so maybe one day we'll find out something different. But as of right now, no health authority has stated that we need to take any vitamin or mineral supplement to help us prevent or manage COVID-19. The gold standard advice still remains to get our nutrients through food and make sure we meet our daily requirements. But the reality is, most of us don't eat a diverse and healthy enough diet to get all of the micronutrients we need, which means we could very well be deficient in something. And we know with certainty that micronutrient deficiency weakens our immune system. So with this in mind, it may actually be helpful to take a daily multivitamin, just so your bases are covered. But also maybe you don't need to and it's just a waste of money. 
There are, however, a few specific groups of people where supplementation is more strongly advised. In general, older people, which is anyone above the age of 65, are recommended to add a general multivitamin to their diet, simply because our ability to absorb nutrients from food naturally decreases with age. And for those who eat a predominantly plant-based diet, a zinc supplement could be worth looking into. That's because zinc is mostly found in animal products, and beans and fortified grains are really the only vegetarian sources. For the general population, a vitamin D supplement right now might be helpful as well. Although vitamin D is found in some foods, including fatty fish, mushrooms, egg yolks, and fortified dairy and soy products, unless you're dropping bills on sashimi every day, you're probably not meeting your daily quota via food. That's because we actually make most of our vitamin D through skin exposure to the sun. It's like our own little version of photosynthesis. But this reliance on the sun can be a problem if you live in a northern climate where a good chunk of the year is spent in darkness or inside. Over a quarter of the U.S. population and almost 40% of the Canadian and many European populations are estimated to be vitamin D deficient. If you're like me and live in one of these places, you're probably stuck inside right now. Not just because it's cold and dark, but also because you may have transitioned to working from home, virtual school, or are under some sort of stay-at-home order. But even though there is a decent likelihood that you are vitamin D deficient, there still isn't much consensus on whether we should be taking a daily supplement or not. The FDA does not have a recommendation, Health Canada only suggests it for adults over the age of 50, and the UK's Public Health England recommends adult supplementation, but only during autumn and winter. So it's really up to you and your doctor to decide what to do here. Personally, I take a vitamin D supplement every day during the winter. But I think that's mostly because I once had a nutrition professor yell at our class about this topic, and I still haven't worked through that psychological attack just yet. Now, if you're curious about adding any supplement to your diet, whether it's to ensure you meet your daily needs for optimal immune functioning or another reason, you have to be aware of some inherent risks. All micronutrients have an upper limit, which is the max amount to take before experiencing essentially an overdose. I mean, most won't kill you, but too much vitamin D, for example, may lead to nausea, weakness, or even kidney stones. So leave the experimentation to your home-cooked meals and not to your supplementation. Not only can it be confusing to determine the dose of a supplement to take, but also which kind of supplement, because they come in different forms, like zinc acetate versus zinc gluconate. And keep in mind that supplements can negatively interact with medication, including antibiotics. Main point here, if you're curious about adding a daily vitamin or mineral into your life, discuss it with your GP or dietitian first. And no matter what you decide to do, please remember this. No single micronutrient, ingredient, or food will boost your immunity beyond what it can normally do. And similarly, nothing specific in our diet has been conclusively proven to help prevent or manage a COVID-19 infection. It really all comes down to just eating healthy. Doctors and scientists agree that the best way to keep your immune system in shape and protect yourself against any infection is to get good sleep, chill out, and eat your damn fruits and veggies. That's been the bite for today. Stay hungry.
Thanks for listening to Nutrition Bites. New episodes are released three times a month. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at Nutrition Bites Podcast to continue the conversation. And if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast and share with a friend. Have a great week.